what's going on, buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? Because you guys know this is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to me by Rocks. Rock, I'm going to thrive. It's a Wednesday. It is August, and my God, is this episode awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to preface it with that. But before I jump in, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this video, podcast, episode, audio stream, whatever it might be. Yes, concerts are back. Yes, I'm going to live shows. Yes, I am in mosh pits like it is none of my business, but you know, I love going in those. It's my favorite place to be. So I got to make sure that I'm constantly going there, but I got to make sure that I'm able to constantly go there and not tap out halfway through a show, halfway through a set, halfway through a festival because I'm tired. I can't go. My breath is out. My muscles can't deal with it no more. So I got to make sure I hit all my fitness goals. So I'm at, I'm always in the gym at least like once a day, except for maybe like Sundays, but always, you know, lifting, running, biking, stairmastering, literally anything to make sure that my fitness is at the top of its game. But I do need some help to make sure that the muscles rebuild, I recover right, I prepare right, whatever it might be. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they have many different products, many different supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals, whether it might be different proteins, AM protein for the morning, PM protein for the night, after workout protein, which I use, plant-based protein, creatine, BCAA recovery, pre-workout, both stim and stim-free, uh, multivitamins, anything you might need to hit your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has you covered. You can get 15% off using the code MSOTD when you check out their website and check out their products and buy something. The link for the website is in the description of the podcast for you to check out fnxfit.com. So thank you, Phoenix Fitness. But on our feature presentation, so you remember Aaron from Sleep Waker? Well, he's good friends with these guys called Spirit Breaker. And I had Trey and Alex on the show today. And we talked about their brand new album, Kiranata, coming out on August 13th. August 13th is a huge day for releases, a lot of great music, and this is honestly one of the best metalcore albums I've heard all year. Maybe one of the best metalcore albums I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's all based on the fact that they hit so well on so many of the themes and the dynamic sound they have on this album hits it every step of the way. I got a little emotional at the end of the album because it it just hits so damn well. So if you like Metalcore, if you just like the way that Metalcore is being run in 2021 with how great the music is coming out of here, this is definitely one for you to check out. Kiranata by Spirit Breaker, but enjoy the episode where we dive deeper into the album before it comes out. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, I have to actually thank Aaron from the band Sleepwaker for telling me about this other band that he was a part of at one point because they've got a brand new one coming out on August 13th, 2021. I got a chance to listen to it and let me tell you, this album just completely and utterly blew me away. It was incredible listening. I can't believe I could talk to the guys all about it. So please welcome Trey and Alex from the band Spirit Breaker. So guys... Welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for How having us, dude. Guys, it. I'm glad to have you here, and it is a fantastic day over here. How's everything going on your end? Um, it's sunny. It's it's unfortunately it's still hot. I'm not a I'm not a heat guy, so I'm kind of just waiting for fall to come and do his thing, so I can take away summer from everyone else. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just waiting patiently. Hey, don't worry. If it's still caught by you guys right now, just give it a little bit of time because right now here where I am on the other side of Lake Michigan, it's, you know, low seventies right now, sun's out. So just give it a little bit of time and that wind will just push the weather right onto you. You know, I'll trade you. 
you can come <laughs> set up in my room and like we'll both come and set up in your room and then we can just trade you know i, I, I like I, that I th- I think I'm covered. I think I'm good now because the last or the, over the course of the whole entire week it was pretty much like 85, 86 degrees, but really, really humid out. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good sitting right here right now. <laughs> All right, for sure, for sure. It man, it happens. But before we jump into this podcast fully, I always like to have you guys introduce yourselves to the audience by asking you three very specific questions. The first two questions, very simple, very easy. If you guys can't get them, I'm going to probably scratch my head and wonder why. But the third one kind of puts you on the spot just a little bit, but it's in a rather fun way. And I'll give you guys a little bit of time to think about it while I give you guys a couple examples of the answer that I've heard. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to Spirit Breaker, what have you done in the band? And the third question is, or what do you do in the band? My bad. Third question is, I want a little like fun fact or a little like fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself or your time in the band that will hopefully make me laugh hysterically, fall out of my chair, smack my head on the table, give myself my ninth concussion overall, and just have a good story to go about it. To give you guys a couple examples, some of the crazy stories I've heard are I've heard bands where they've chloroformed their lead singer, dragged him to a beach in Florida, buried him halfway in the sand, put a bunch of like ketchup around him, literally make it look like when he woke up that he was dragged to the beach and sharks spit off his legs. I've also heard a bunch of random stories about um, people going to the bathroom on tour, including going to the bathroom in a giant bottle because you couldn't really pull over. This person throwing the bottle out the window because where else are they going to get rid of it at that point? Only for because they're on the highway, only for the bottle to come back in through the back window and give the drummer a literal golden shower. It's... <laughs> All right. Those so, are the two that always stick out to me, but I'll let you guys take it away. And hopefully you guys let me, you know, <laughs> laugh hysterically, fall flat on my face on my table. And all of a sudden I'm going to come up like, uh, what? All right. <laughs> so, so before we answer these questions, I just want to say about the, the, the going in the bottle thing. So we, we were on tour once and one of the dates had uh, earth groans on it. And earth groans had a modified setup in their van. <laughs> with like a full basically a blown urinal but it had a funnel and everything that went into the floor and came out so you could use the bathroom while in the van and i was like this is this is the wildest thing i've ever seen and i was like how how fluidly does this thing work and i was like oh bro you can try it fun fact i didn't try it because i didn't have to go but i saw the setup and i was like this is crazy yeah they had one of the coolest like van setup i've ever seen because i think one of the guys was like uh not a carpenter, but he like he could do stuff like uh, making modifications to like houses or like vehicles and things like that. So they had like a wild TV setup and everything. It was dope. Kind of like a like an engineer in a way to kind of just rig all this certain yeah. things up just to make sure that it can have. But still, a makeshift urinal in a van can go so far. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to ask Jeremy the next time I see him how they did it. <laughs> But, um, so anyways, uh, so I'm Trey from Spirit Breaker. Um, I do the yells and the sings. Um, I believe one of your questions was, what is Spirit Breaker? Is that no, it was, um, what's your name? What do you do in the band? And then the fun, wacky factor story. Okay. Um, as far as a wacky story, man, uh, you already know what mine is. So we, we, personally, it's so funny because I'm, I'm sitting here like, man, we're, we're like, we have fun. We make jokes, we're obnoxious, but we're also like a really serious fan. So like trying to think about 
what was a funny story for me like i i i'm kind of drawing blanks honestly um yeah i'm gonna let alex answer this i'll, I'll try to think of like what was like hilarious and, and while he answers your question in the time because i'm drawing blanks fair enough I mean, alex this, your turn yeah this is going to be the debut of my most embarrassing moment um in oh, the last yeah. 10 years Oh my god! <laughs> I have to. I, I have to. So um, I've been playing drums in the band since uh, 2014. Actually, 2013. Uh, the band used to be called Motives, and um, we didn't we didn't exactly get along for the first year. And then I ended up coming back in 2014 and um, created something new with the guys. And we were faded gray for a couple years, and then we uh, became Spirit Breaker in 2016. So um been there since uh, me and trey both joined at the start of 2014 which is cool um so for the story this is wonderful uh we had three or four shows <laughs> that uh we wanted we wanted to play out and you know we did like a little little weekend out in uh, iowa nebraska and we had to leave uh we went straight from michigan to like the other side of iowa so it was a good like seven or eight hour drive and we made a stop and it was like a dual Burger King Popeye's chain. Uh, and I think most of us got Popeye's and that was the first mistake. Well, hold on. Did you get, all right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like maybe you didn't see the sign or notice this, but they had said that like something was wrong with their gas or something. So you couldn't mm -hmm. order certain products. And I yeah. was just, I literally said, all I was like, bro, we probably just shouldn't get anything <laughs> from this Popeye's. So I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. but continue okay so i i got what was told to me at the time was safe which was the most basic of chicken from what i remember and so we're like making the trek four or five hours later and the tire blows on the trailer and so we end up parked uh stranded on the side of the road across the street from this like penitentiary and so we're like oh we're gonna call AAA. um we call AAA and they'll be like, oh, yeah, since you're like in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be about an hour. And so we're sitting there. I'm sitting in the back seat, and I, I can tell that, like, I'm not feeling good. Um, and I just kind of ignore it. <laughs> and about an hour goes by and this this dude comes walking up looking like Colonel Sanders. And he's like, I'm going to fix your car. And so I get out and I'm like, finally, you know, we're going to we're going to be able to go. But as I step outside, I felt it. I was like, nope, I'm not going to make it. So I went to the back. <laughs> I went to the back of the trailer and I'm like praying, like, please, you know, I, like, just let me like hold on for a bit. It didn't work. Uh, not, not anybody's fault, you know? So I was like, all right, my next, my next and last attempt is to run up the, you know, uh, through the median or the off the side of the road and up the hill and just go like on the side of the road. Well, in the little ditch that like goes down before you get to the hill, there was like a swamp area. So my feet got stuck. And when you like, when I went down, my legs got stuck and my, my stomach kind of like, you know, jumped because my feet were on the ground and it kind of just all came out. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like inching up the hill climbing while I'm like going to the bathroom in my pants. And then I just kind of turn around about 20 feet up the hill and I'm, you know, I take my pants off and I was like, I'm just going to the bathroom and I'm yelling at Johnny and like, bring my bag, dude whatever. So, so he runs to the van and he grabs my bag with like all the white shirts that I got just for spares. And I forgot to tell him about the ditch with the swamp. So he jumps in the swamp and his legs get half muddy and he just throws me the bag. So I use all the clothes that I brought to wipe myself off 
and uh, left all the clothes on the side of the road. So, <laughs> <laughs> and to make to make matters worse, we had to drive another hour and play a set. Uh, I think it was like a forty-five minute set with Faded Gray songs. And so that whole time, I'm just like in my own, you know, uh, <laughs> result. <laughs> <laughs> so we we stayed at a hotel that night and uh it was really embarrassing but we bonded i think we bonded that day <laughs> oh god that is great but alex i do have to ask you one question before i oh, go to this. Away. was aaron a part of the band at this time oh yeah oh yeah because oh, yeah. he told me this story <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so it's, and i'm pretty sure he told me during the podcast all that i recorded with him so i got not only the story from him but now i got the story from the person it actually happened to i got the story that's from amazing. two completely different angles this is awesome this is like full circle right here like, i want you to know that i don't think there's a story that we could tell you <laughs> that is better than this because i'm just it, it was like so while this is happening the whole time, Aaron and I are just like sitting there in the car and we're just like, man, what the hell is taking him so long? And all I see is him sprinting down from like the hill. I'm like, dog. <laughs> and then I ask him, I'm like, what's going on, bro? And obviously he tells me this and I'm like, this is wild. This is wild. I was like, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know what else to say because I looked around like we were literally like in Iowa, bro. No disrespect to Iowa, but where we were, there was literally nothing. Like all it was was grass and like corn and acres and more tall grass and just the two lanes on the freeway. That's it. Like no lights. It was completely like pitch black. Um, I think I almost died actually because I stepped too far. Uh, like I had my back turned to oncoming traffic and I backed up too far and I literally could feel the air of a car passing like Ooh. like all over me. And I, it just it wasn't a good day. So then no. that happened. I was just like. It, and yeah. I, looked, I was like, we still got to play after this. <laughs> like, I felt- <laughs> yeah, and if, if you know me in the band, it's like I'm the worst person that that can happen to because I'm very like, like I, I take care to avoid those certain things and I'm, I get embarrassed easily. So the fact that I just had to like openly crap in the middle of this field and like, you know, <laughs> let them know that I did. I'm just like, this is the worst. And then we had to play, you know, eight or nine songs and I'm like, it, it was a nightmare for sure. But I'm glad it happened. <laughs> well, but it only got one hell of a story to tell. But it was like when I was listening, I'm like, wait, I think I may have heard part of this before. But then when you talked about like the extra pack of white T-shirts that you had to use, like yeah. that's when all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, I know where this is going completely now. Holy shit, this is great. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we could make the. The, the puzzles all fit, bro. The, the, <laughs> it gives you both sides of the story. The the puzzle is now completed. I have this beautiful picture of shitting in a giant on a giant hill in a median in my head right now. It is, it is, it is, it is kind of disturbing, gross, but also hilarious. And I feel I sad for the on that one. I feel sad for those white t shirts, just you know, ready to go. And all of a sudden, that was it for him. <laughs> <laughs> It was monumental, I guess, <laughs> to say yes. the least. It was. It was. It's definitely a point for Spirit Breaker that will never, ever be forgotten. But on that note, as well, the reason why I have you guys here today is because your brand new album Kiranata comes out on August thirteenth, and I was lucky enough to have about a week of time to really get in deep with this album, really try and understand the whole entire thing. And I am not gonna lie. Going deep into this thing 
like I said from the beginning, took me for a freaking ride mentally, just really going through each song, first discovering where the song was going in terms of the meaning, and then looking how the instrumentals and the vocals really played off of that. <laughs> Honestly, by the time I got to like song, by the time I got to the end of it, I kind of got a little bit emotional because of just how well done it was going from point A to point B, one through 11 on this album to really take full feel of the meaning and Honestly, it felt like a full entire story from one to eleven that I have gone through in my life before. So oh, I got well. I, I got completely lost emotionally in this. It was it was something that I haven't had really happen like that in a long time with an album. Wow, man, that that's I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier with with a statement like that or a response like that. Um, truly, that that means a lot to me. Um, one thing you maybe you'll find out in this interview, but I'm like a really emotional person. Um, and I try to be like forward about my feelings and things like that. Um, this record for me was weird because we try to, as a band, I feel like we try to be like a super, uh, I'll even go so far as to say an overly positive band uh, because life's hard, man. And I feel like when you're going to a concert and you're watching bands like, uh like august burns red or even like bands like straight from the past you know you get that that very like strong like hold i guess of like passion but it's all like positive stuff being spat out too and i feel like it's so easy to connect with with that not saying that it's not easy um to connect with hate but i feel like positivity and getting over something whether than feeding into the negativity negativity is a lot better and more important. Um, so instead of just doing what I would usually do, I wrote about things that affected me like mentally and emotionally and um, certain situations that we all experience. I wrote about what my experiences were during those times and what I tried to do is my best to get over it or to even carry it. Um, because sometimes there are things that just take a while for you to like get by. And sometimes you just got to carry that weight for a while until you can finally figure out how to do that. Um, you can find all of that lyrically in Hello Drifter, Pure Fury and Wonder, um, especially Hollow Presence. Um, like that song's kind of weird because if you look into the lyrics closely enough, you'll see there are a lot of references um, to like Lucifer and things like that. But I'm really talking about myself um, because it was starting to get to a point to where I didn't look at myself as who I thought I was or who I wanted to be anymore. And so you kind of split yourself into two and everything that was the darkest side of me um, in reality were the brightest sides of me because people who don't know you don't know what you're really going through. So at face value, I might have, you know, been shining brightly to my friends and family, but it, it was the total opposite. That's why the lyrics for, for that are, you radiate. I'm not saying that from a positive standpoint. It's the total opposite. Shit, well, because like I, when I went through this and hearing you describe it, I think what you try to do, what you set out to do, 
you mm. absolutely hit on it 100% of the way because going through this album, like right from the start of it, right from the beginning of the first song, which everyone, so you guys know, I just got to make sure I get the song right because I don't want to mess it up. It's called Stardust Memory. When you start out with it, like I was kind of taking a look at that where you look at your inner self and you realize that this inner self that's inside you that you want to be, that you is truly you, is not the person that you are on the outside. It's the person you're on the outside is completely different and is not that true self within you. And then as you start to go through the record, it takes a look at trying to like kind of exercise those demons in terms of what caused you to be like that, whether it was some societal pressures, family pressures, friend pressures, pressures you put on yourself just because you don't want to be, you don't want to be like, you know, embarrassed, you want to be accepted, you want to be wanted by people, but it is at the cost of your own true self. And then as as the record kind of comes a little bit more towards the second half of it, I got to bring up Hollow Presence as well, because when I took a look at that one, I'm like thinking this is the time where we take a look and take the responsibility for the state that our mindset is in. We have to take responsibility yeah. for ourselves because at this point it is on us to really bring out that inner self and kind of bring out this like fake self, this old self that is being present right now. We have to find a way to remove that so that we can be our true selves on the outside. And then all of a sudden you go into Hello Drifter and the mountain between us. And it kind of felt like at this point, you're seeing that transition to where this, this true you is basically taking down and tearing down this old you. And then you get to the mountain between us, it kind of like, okay, now you've taken down this old you that really wasn't you, but you're now you've, the true you is out there, but you're going to try and start building up certain protections so that the true you is continually going to be the person that you are on the outside as well as the inside. And then to close out it with Lux Nova, it's kind of has this feeling of now it's a complete reversal where that old you is kind of way, way, way in the background, but the the true you is coming out to everybody. However, this isn't a thing where this is a one-time deal because as time goes on, as life goes on, as you come into different things in terms of family, friends, society, whatever it might be, there's going to be other pressures that try and bring that fake you out once again. And it kind of brings that feeling of, that you've won this battle, but you've got to continue to fight to make sure that the true self, that who you really are is continue to be the person that you want to be and the person that you're showing to the rest of the world. I don't think that I will ever get a better explanation of, of our album from anyone else this point forward. <laughs> um, yes. Like, man, like a lot of that, a lot of that, if not all of it is extremely spot on. Um, I don't even know if I could have explained it that well, to be honest, uh, because you were able to say everything the album is about without all of the little dark crumbs that are in between it, all the little stuff that I have to explain that are super personal. You got the main idea of everything, which is what I want. Like, because we're actually going to record a track by track soon where I am the best, the best way I can am going to with not not most of the band, if not all of the band, I will have segments where I talk about the personal stuff that people don't know about, um, which each uh, individual song is about. Um, it, in a way, not every song has some super dark and depth meaning behind it. A lot of stuff was just feeling and emotion. Um, songs that are super personal on the record would be Pure Fury, Hello Drifter, Hollow Presence. Um, Flawros is probably arguably the most personal song on the album um i want to say that's about it um a cure for wellness actually i'll bring that up because i haven't said this in an interview yet um oddly enough 
um, that song, I went to the movies to see the film, A Cure for Wellness. And I was on a date with, um, I still consider her to be one of my best friends. I was on a date with her. Um, we were just seeing where things went, or at least that's how it went in my head. But at some point, bro, I don't know why, but in the movie, there's a quote where the main character's manager asks him, he's like, you know, when is the last time you felt well? And he didn't mean like, because you're sick. He meant like from a societal standpoint, when is the last time you felt like you were actually okay? And the movie hints at that, but they don't really like draw it out because they want you to think about it poetically, obviously. Um, the, the camera does this weird shaky stuff. There's a lot of in and out zooms. He's having this weird type of fatigued reaction. But while all of this is happening, I look at her for a split second and I'm like, bro, nothing's going to happen between me and you. Why am I at this movie theater with you watching this? This isn't at all what, what I thought this was going to be. I'm kidding myself. Inevitably, we went on three more dates and we went nowhere. But the point is, in that out-of-body experience, naturally came A Cure for Wellness as a song. Um, which, funny enough, A Cure for Wellness isn't about that experience. It's more so about... Um, you know, it's got to play on like uh, pathogens and, and viruses and things like that crumbled with me experiencing being 25 that entire year. But I kind of buried that with all of the, the, the poetic virus like cadences and things like that. When you bring up these different poetic uh, cadences with the virus as well, it's going to give people another way to look at the song. But I mean, like when I dove deep into it, because I'm gonna take a look at my note sheet right now. Not gonna lie, this Microsoft Word document I have for all 11 songs compiled together is 16 pages long. Like when I said I went deep in this album, like you just go. Like I went 16 deep. pages. That's yep, amazing. A, a full-on 16 page. I think my record is maybe 23 at this point, but 16. I mean, still, I went deep in this as, po- as much as I possibly could. When it came to a cure for wellness, like I took a look into it, and I thought the meaning is kind of like taking a look at your inner self really kind of like you're starting to think about overtaking that fake self that you've cultivated that you're expressing you're done giving into that so that you can let your inner self really shine and you're not covering up what you're saying for it kind of marks that moment of personal revolution at the beginning of it because now you know exactly that you cannot keep doing this so this is the start of that time where instead of being like, okay, why am I kind of feeling bad about myself? Why do I not feel right? Now, this is the point where you start to notice it and you start to sort of find that cure for that to get to that wellness point. But it's going to be a long way to go because there's so many other things you're going to have to deconstruct just so that your inner self can overtake and completely tear down this fake self that you're presenting to then build up protections against it and then be the self that you're going to present to everybody else while continuing to make sure it's strong enough so that when other people try and bring out that other fake self in you, you're continually able to fight against it. This is the start of that realization point. That's really good. And I also want to, I want to touch on that too, because a lot of people ask us what our band name means and people that know me in person, they're often like, Oh, this, this might be negative. Like it comes off as one of those negative titles that might mean something else. And um, it really does mean kind of what you said. Um, the whole point of, of Spirit Breaker as a name is to kind of break down what you thought, you know, before, whether those negative connotations you carry with you, our plan is to kind of break those down and rebuild you 
in the way that you just described. So that's kind of cool. Like your perception is like exactly the same as our vision for the band, which is awesome. Well then shit, you, you guys really hit on this. And I think another big reason why that works <laughs> and going back to trend as well, you're talking about how you also brought a lot of your personal experience as well, where the stuff that you went through personally, it's not going to be the same thing that I've gone through personally as well. But I have gone through that moment in time where I did not like the person who I was in the outside and the person I was in the inside was the complete and utter difference of who I was being presented. Yeah. But no one would have known that because I kept going around with a smile on my face, just kind of going with the flow because I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be around my friends and I didn't want to create all this sort of, you know, potential inner drama within myself so that people would pull away because I'm always sort of down or anything like that. So it's always kind of faking it so that I don't put that drama or don't put that kind of mentality onto my friends, which really started to take me down. And it's like, okay, now I, if there's going to be anyone that's going to stand up for me, it's got to be myself at this point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's where everything started to change. And I got that change. And then I have had those times where all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, that fake self could keep coming out and trying to come back out, but what's going to be the thing that keeps you fighting. And for me, it's this right here. It's doing stuff like this because this is what I love to do. I wake up in the morning. I don't care what else I have to do. If I have to do a podcast, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to go at that moment. I don't care if I'm batshit tired that day when I log on and I see you guys pop up in the little like queue. It's like, okay, you can admit them to the call. My energy could be at the absolute lowest. Right when I see that, it just shoots up right away. I'm like, this is what I want to do. So when it comes to making sure that I keep my true self out there, it's doing stuff like this. I mean, to, to piggyback off of that, bro, like, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I, I think everyone in this chat understands how that is. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say this on recording, and I planned on not, but we're here now. Um, this is going the way I want it to go. So I, for the longest time, have not been able to be happy about the progress and the success that we've accomplished as a band at all this year because I've let myself get so trapped into my head with everything that I've been dealing with and it hasn't gotten any easier. It never seems to get any easier. It gets bearable, but not really easier. And um, I had to say to myself, like, you might not feel happy or super excited about the things that you love right now, but they do not stop being the things that you love. Just because you're different right now, that thing that you love so much is always going to be there. So you still have to give it 100%, even if you're physically or mentally incapable of doing that. Just like when we have like shows or small tours that we did where I just wasn't all there, but I'm like, it doesn't matter because even though I don't feel it, I know that this is still what I love in my heart. So I'm gonna still give that 100, even if, I die or shut down right after it's over because that is love is, is weird. It's complicated. Um, and this is just another way that it works. Yeah. Love is not a simple thing. And even when it comes, I have those moments as well, where all of a sudden it's like, there's certain things I'm doing where, I mean, hell the, there at one point in time when I was completely and utterly miserable and just was trying to find some sort of semblance just to not feel depressed, not feel in pain and just not start to feel myself again a little bit. I was constantly trying to find something to do. And the thing I did to take that back was at this point, I wasn't even listening to my favorite band anymore. And I said, all right, they're playing a live show in Janesville, Wisconsin. It's going to be like 50 bucks just to go. Fuck it. I'm in. Let's just, let's just see what happens. You want to go by myself? Yeah. You know what? It's going to be worth it because then I'll know what's going on. 
when that show started from the first note, any kind of like notion I had, like of what was going on in my life was completely out the window for this like hour and 15 minutes. All that mattered was that I was super duper happy in the crowd, seeing rise against going absolute batshit crazy. And by the end of the show, I'm like, it's still going to be tough to go through. Like, it's still going to be tough for the next, you know, I don't know how long, but I know there's a point in time where I can bring, I can get back to where I need to be. Like that was like the realization point, kind of like the cure for wellness point. If there's any point in time for me to really relate to that, it's going to be that night at that show when I was in the mosh pit for the first time, got knocked around. And at the end of the song, Everyone's giving me high fives and hugs. And I just kind of felt completely and utterly like myself again. If there's any kind of moment where you kind of look at a cure for wellness, like for me personally, I can literally pinpoint the exact moment and I can still remember it exactly in my head. It sucks because everything you said about that song, like I want you to understand before we move forward, trying to create the track listing for this because of all of the lyrical value and emotional value that goes into each song was a nightmare because like if if people dissect it like you did they're going to be like okay so where's the the resolution to it all and i'm kind of like man i didn't think about this as hard (laughs) as maybe i should have because it wasn't supposed to be this is not a conceptual album um it was just like i don't think i don't know if we'll ever be that band to where we will sit down and be like okay we're doing a concept album i'd like to but that's just not who we are right now but like, originally, Kira Nada ended the album, originally, because not a lot of people know this, but originally we finished this album, is this the third time we finished this album, or is this the second time? It's third time? Uh, it'll be third, yeah. This is the third time. Okay, so originally, yeah, I know you're like, what? <laughs> um, so, okay, so check this out. So I'm, I'm going to make this short so you can still go song by song, but basically, we... Um, in 2019, we booked in like June or July, one of the two. And originally the, the album was eight songs. And we're like, bro, it's going to be eight songs. And you can look at it as an EP or an album if that's how you want to look at it. And then we were like, okay, let's just, let's do an intro. We'll do an intro and we'll put that on. Um, mind you, right after Johnny had just sent us Curanata one day and he was like, what y'all thinking this? I just wrote it. It's fired. And I'm like, well, we got to record it now. So we ended up doing both of those. And Stardust Memory, um, again, Hannah wasn't in the band at the time. She, We had her come to the studio because we uh, wanted her into, you know, be a part of the album. So it's funny how life comes full circle two years later. But anyways, we did that. And we're like, cool, bro. Nine tracks. Here it is. We're done. This is the album. So we start to roll out singles. Pure Fury and uh, Stardust not Stardust, uh, Cure for Wellness. And then Solid State's like, yeah, it's time, bro. So we're going to need you to to not do that. And we're like, oh, because the album was supposed to come out in 2019 and it didn't. Then it was supposed to come out late 2020 and it didn't. And then we were like, well, we've already dropped so many singles. So we went back to the studio and then recorded Floros and Garden of Clouds are the two last songs that we recorded for the record. Um, which is funny because they are so totally different from each other. Um, but yeah, so the third time was the charm. And then everyone's like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the track listing now because Floros and Garden of Clouds threw off everything. And we just decided Lux Nova was a better uh, closer because it just 
the way it just ends, I guess. It, it, it ends better than I could hope for a song to end, I guess. Um, so just know that, that those three days was agonizing for me to try to like put that track listing together. That kind of surprised me in a way where the fact that I don't think you could have listed the tracks in a better order than you have that is the completed album as it is right now (laughs) even with floros and garden of clouds put in there even when i look deep into it they still made complete sense in the listing of where they are it's not they don't throw the album off in any way they continue to really take you down that path of realization i am a i don't want to use the word but a perfectionist when it comes to things like that because i'm always never thinking about myself i'm never like how would i want to this? i'm always like no bro what are they going to say when it starts off? How are they going to feel about the rhythm and the flow? Because one thing, like, I was really um, anticipating what you were going to say about Stardust Memory. Because, like, to bring up a point that Alex has said before, Stardust Memory for us was a really ambitious thing. Because I'm like, bro, it's three minutes of just sound and pretty singing. I don't know if people are going to be like, oh, this is sick or man, I've been going through this for three minutes. When is the heavy stuff going to kick in? Like, you know, and it's like, not to bash those fans, but I didn't do it for them. I did it. I did it for people who are like you or who are just going to be like, because the whole point is I want people to start the record and be like, man, the hell are they doing? Like, what is this? And that I feel like that is the response that we're going to get. Oh, absolutely. Because when, like, when Stardust, uh, yeah, what was it? I was gonna make sure when Stardust Memory starts, like, because it does have like that, compl- like, soft. It doesn't go as heavy or as hard nearly as anything else does on the record. I was not anticipating you guys starting out the rap, the record this way. Take a look at the single before, and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is really different. But I love to see the way that it was done because, again, the build wasn't overly like. It just wasn't like super duper heavy, hard, right in your face and just like grand. It was a slower build up to that grand point. And the use of the vocals, both with that female vocal as well, to kind of add that softness to it. And then your vocals coming in as well. It makes you feel like your inner self is done being trapped inside and you is finally ready to just show up and be broken free. It puts you into that headspace right away from it. So I can understand where people might be like, oh, where's the heavy and hard stuff? No, 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 no. If you really want to sink in this album, you have to start out with Stardust Memory because you get so deep into that headspace that you need to have that mindset to really take full force this album. If you if you take this album single by single and like the heavy stuff, don't get me wrong. If that's what you like to do, go and do it and listen to the whole entire thing because there are 10 tracks on here that are going to give you exactly what you want in that realm. But if you start out with Stardust Memory, your mindset's going to be in there to really take uh, audit of yourself through the conceptual meaning of this album. Again, it's not a concept album, but... Honestly, the way I took a look at the way I went deep in it, it kind of felt like it could have been with yeah, how the know, story I, goes from top to bottom. It's so funny. In like the other two interviews, they kind of so much said the same thing. They were like, you know, because uh, the first guy, the uh, first guy we did one with, he didn't say too much about that aspect. But the second one was like, so is there like a mental health theme going on with this record? And I'm like, because he said that and I was like, not on purpose. <laughs> and then as I thought about it, I'm like, oh frick <laughs> i'm like I, I i guess there is there there really is actually um which is funny because i'm not like i w- i want to say everyone who is a millennial and anywhere from the ages of 29 to 25 is an advocate automatically for mental health 
because that's just how it is for for our social interactions and our social standing. It's just mental health is so important to our uh, age group. But I don't want to say that I'm a mental health advocate in the sense that I go to like meetings and like shows and things like that. Like, I don't want to I don't want to give off the wrong impression. But I guess like this record front to back is just another example of how how much more how, how important it is for us to take care of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. And being within that little grouping that you put in there with like 25, 29, I mean, I'm right in there at 26. So it makes total sense. But then also taking stock of this album and really feeling that it's like you could kind of call this like an accidental, an accidental concept down with the way that it's presented. But it feels so natural because you were just putting this together the way you wanted to put it together and it just came out this way. So it kind of felt like subconsciously, this is the way you wanted it done. Yeah, it's funny because like, like you said, at the forefront, it was never something I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, bro, I have the most odd writing style. Like sometimes, and the band, the band hates that I do this. Sometimes like we have a pool of song titles and I'll just look at the pool and I'll be like, excuse me, I'll be like, that's the one. Whatever track title that is, it sounds cool. So we're going to go with that. And then I write the lyrics based off that trying to attach it to something else. I don't always write like that, but it's something I do often. But if if that's your writing style, if it works, then by all means go for it. Because if this is what if this is the end proc we're gonna get with uh mm-hmm. God, I wanna make sure with Kira Kiranata, I just want to make sure I got it right. I had to look it up mm-hmm. again. I didn't want to mess up. If this is what the end proc we're gonna get, if you're gonna write like that, then by all means keep doing <laughs> it if it feels right. Because even when you get to like the yep. second track, Pure Fury and Wonder. Because it kind of like, in my opinion, kind of took like a continuation of what Stardust Memory kind of brought forward, where it's like your inner self is really trying to break through and like just show that it is ready to come out and you kept it down long enough. But this is kind of where the continuation comes in to really bring a lot of those classic Spirit Breaker fans and what they expect to come in because you come in with a lot more of this like heavy bursting metalcore, heavier down tune guitars, bursting drums. And Ooh. the first verse also ends up seeing the guitars playing more of like a melodic lighter style over that heaviness. And not gonna lie, really like the sound of the verses on Pure Fury and Wonder because we're getting that heaviness to bring forward the entire song and really the rest of the album. But also getting this lighter feel on the guitar to really make our inner self really feel like it's kind of finally coming out and it's like gonna start to really make that kind of a change. So we're really kind of opening up to that to the point where a lot of these tracks, I mean, as we'll go through them, like they're just, they just get dynamic, especially in a heavier metalcore sense but it just brings out a lot to really work within where you're trying to go with the song along with different guitar tones and different styles of bursting drums to really bring out the heaviness of the impact of what you're trying to accomplish here in terms of going through your mental health, going through your own mental state to realize that the person you're on the outside is not who you truly are on the inside. And at this point, especially the album, you're starting to really realize that. And then you're going to go through the rest of the album and start to take, pick apart kind of the aspects why that is the case and then to completely remove it and then to bring that inner self truly out that's awesome i mean truly i'll be honest with you i feel like i got lucky with the track listing i I really did because like i said kiranada was at the end lux nova was right before kiranada um i want to say a cure for wellness and pure fury have always been next to each other but i hated that because I try to keep the singles like apart on the album because I have this weird thing where I think people will listen to music. Like, let's just say 
Stardust Memory wasn't on the album, and the album just started with Pure Fury. I have this huge fear that people be like, oh, I've already heard this. Skip. And like, I, I don't want that. So I feel like if we space the singles out, there is a, a better opportunity to, I guess, battle that. But I could just be overthinking, and people aren't like that, and I probably just need to chill out. Honestly, Trey, I don't think you're overthinking that entirely. It's just basically based on the way that people consume music through streaming services because mm-hmm. it's so easy just to just pick a song and just listen to it and then not take stock in the rest of the album. If it's yeah. like, okay, I'm listening to the song, okay, within 10 seconds of it, if I don't like it, I'm going to move on. So for it's so when it comes to the singles, it's kind of like, yeah, that's what you like to do. Then, I mean, just listen to the singles, whatever. But you're going to miss out on so much if you don't take this album like fully from top to bottom and just really enjoy it. And I'm still a big advocate of that when it comes to when new music comes out, when new albums come out, don't just go like to your standard streaming style and just be like, okay, I'm going to listen to this one song. Okay. All right. The, like if you guys listen to uh, Kira Nada and you open up with Stardust Memory, all of a sudden, if you don't like it the first time, you'll be like, oh my God, this album is bad. No, 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 no. You do not want to do that. <laughs> the reason it's there to put you in the mental headspace to really go through the rest mm-hmm. of the album, really take stock in yourself and really what the meaning is going to end up pulling out for you. But also just to basically be like, okay, this is my, like, it's going to be a little different. But however, the rest of the album, honestly, you're going to get exactly what you hope for. So just listen to the whole entire thing through and through. That's basically going to be an advocate of with this one. Listen to the whole entire thing through and through. But as we can continue on as well, we can go into, uh, because we already went to a cure for wellness as well. Cause that yeah. kind of has a little bit, but then that fourth track Floros and this one, this one kind of went a little bit deeper, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> um, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's the deepest dive out of all the songs that I've written on this record. It is the most forward um, song that I've written about where you can clearly see that I'm talking about something and the lyrics are more straightforward here than they are in any other track. Um, but obviously everyone's been asking the story of Floros or what is Floros, And I will happily give you all of that, like un- uncensored. Alrighty. Well then I got to ask, cause I kind of, I also want to see, is it when it came to my whole entire interpretation of it as well? I just want to see really if I pulled it out correctly. And then also just to see how the, like tell you about music as well and see how it kind of relates to everything and how this one really came together. Just completely like nuts, insanely good. Thank you. I I think you're crazy, but thank you. (laughs) I, I will say this, all, all aspects aside, Alex's drumming is the coolest part of that song to me personally. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I have you to thank is like, you know, when we write songs, we don't just like take it, you know, take uh, one version and then just kind of leave it. But we like, I, I feel like these songs have four, five, six, eight versions. And uh, when we wrote Floros, it was within a few weeks from when, you know, they said we, we want to do a couple singles. And we were like, all right, we got a couple weeks. Let's do it. So granted, we probably had two or three versions for this one. And I remember during the end, like, which is also my favorite part, Trey was like, this needs to be blast beats. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And like, right when, right when I switched it from whatever I had, I was like, whoa, like it just kind of opens up that whole part. And then when I heard what he did vocally, I was like, this kind of like really brings out the, the um, dynamic of the song. 
because yeah. uh, it's it's really cool with our with our band. We we have a bunch of ears that hear different things. So and we try everything, and then the end result is like kind of like a mashup of what everyone thought it would be, which is really cool. Yeah, because those blast beats really just get this thing started right from the get go too, and it's just yeah. it, it's it's nuts. But then there's like when it comes down to it too, it sounds like there's a little bit of electronic overlay right from the start of that song as well when it comes to Floros, but what it when it came out like when i listened to it it kind of brought in a little bit more of this like slightly muted very like electronic but also muted gothic tone of the overall song kind of like something i could see motionless and white doing but it adds to this more darker embedded theme and feeling of this song and mm-hmm. given that like when i when we go through me and kind of given like there's much more forward meaning on this one like you can really kind of see where it comes forward it kind of really adds this whole entire deep rooted message because it gives a little bit more of a darker feel to it with a little bit more of that like kind of sounding gothic overtone. So right from the get go, I mean, Jesus Christ, like I was stuck into the song literally within the first three seconds because of the blast beat drumming, because that little bit of a gothic overlay. And then also with the heavier unclean vocals with the faster pace right after them, it just like, again, like, if, if people are going to listen, that's like, okay, you know, we're just going to listen to this thing that didn't pick a song. If you just want to take like a real stock in the heaviness, Floros, honestly, first two, three seconds, <laughs> you're going to be just like, what am I listening to? I can't turn this off. I got to finish this whole entire thing and then it's go back so again, and again, crazy, again, 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 again. It's so crazy because like the fans and like people who do reaction uh, pages, like I'll plug them. Um, we, we did one with uh, uh, Rachel or maybe it's Rochelle. Forgive me. Rachel reacts. Yeah, Rochelle. Okay, so Rochelle reacts did one. Um, and like, you yeah, know, Hartland's a good one. Yeah, him too. He's awesome. They they both are really cool people. So blessed that we yeah. have people who are awesome to talk to who who's done like live reactions. But they pretty much have the same kind of reaction of like you hear the first two chugs and then they're like, oh wait, because you know, like I don't think. It's not that we're too focused on being pretty and blending heavy parts uh, together all the time. But like when I heard the instrumental, I was like, fine, bro, this is a beater. I'm going to give the people what they want and just be aggressive over it the whole time. And I don't it had another track name uh, at the time, but I just decided to it was one of those things where I was like, it's here. You can make this into something deep or darker or just extensive if you want to. So I decided to write Floros about the Gundam Floros. I'm a huge Gundam fan. Um, Floros, uh, the model kit was given to me by a friend that I was best friends with. We grew up together. We were friends for like 20 plus years. Um, Long story short, uh, it didn't work out. Um, He basically just did some things and said some things that I just didn't agree with. And because of who I wanted to grow into moving forward, I just don't think that he would have fit on the path that I was trying to take. So the last thing that he gave to me was the Floros model kit that I paid him to build for me. Cause at the time I didn't build them myself. And it was one day where I realized that like, um, when I moved, even though we were moving three months from this point, um, I realized that I, I never took it out of the box when I moved to my last place. And it just bothered me. Cause I thought about, I was like, why don't I want to take this out of the box so bad? because I recently started building kits from that series. And I realized I didn't want to take it out because it was a reflection of who he was and everything that our friendship was. So instead I decided to dismantle it 
I repainted the whole thing from the ground up and I just redid everything. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be what the song is about. That's what Flores is about. So there you go. Dang, I took a little bit of like a different approach to it, but when it comes down to the core of it, it was a literally is a lot more of the same because I thought it brought out some more of like these like, you know, potentially taking a look at these insecurities that might have been placed on you at a younger age. Because when we're growing up, it's like, you know, we have certain people within our lives, specifically more of like a family aspect, because when we're younger, it's that's who we're spending most of our time with is within our family. And sometimes some members of our family can end up imprinting some certain ideas on us or certain things on us that don't necessarily reflect with who we are personally. But because when we're growing up, we take so much stock into what they say, what they do, it hits with a lot more of an impact. So it sticks with you. And this is kind of that, like, when it comes to you with taking that uh, that thing out of the box and completely dismantling it, repainting it, rebuilding it from scratch, it's like you're finally standing up to those, like, embedded ideals, those embedded uh, things that people have kind of tried to download on you and are removing them. So it kind of, again, it all depends upon just where the song really comes from in terms of your personal experience. But when it comes to the overall mean of removing these certain things that might have been embedded into you and completely dismantling them so that the real you can really come out that's what i think really makes this song shine i think that's really that like gothic overtone of that more muted electronic sound really brings out the deep heaviness of this track mm-hmm. that's actually just uh that's actually just guitars on like some kind of clean like uh yeah that, those are just leads yeah. <laughs> yeah those are just leads yeah my mind has been shattered <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cause that those it, are just leads. Because the like way that the it, very beginning, yep, those are, I, I promise you, those are just leads. The way that it creates that is just absolutely incredible. It's, it, it's, it, again, gives the depth to the song that it just needs okay. right from the outset. It's nuts. So Johnny has this weird thing about himself where, okay, so in Faded Gray, they try things like having strings or piano and stuff. And I think at some point he got in his mind I'm just only going to do it with guitar. So what's probably going on through that section is knowing him. There's probably like six different guitar tracks all going off, blending to make whatever sound you're hearing. And then the rhythm guitar is literally just those chugs. Like pretty, I'd argue that most of the clean parts that you're hearing for like leads are all multiple blended parts together to make said sound. So what, what will happen live is we'll probably, because Johnny won't be touring with us for most of the time anyway, because he can't. Um, So what would have happened is Connor would be playing parts. Johnny would be playing parts. You'd hear two samples coming out as well. So now there'll just be more samples included because of the way they mix their guitars. Even Connor is kind of weird like that too. So it's we we have some unique guitar players in our band. Yeah, but then you bring out something like this with Floros, and it really shows the strength behind the band as well. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot. All right, because I know we keep going like deep into these songs. I know if we keep going deep into each and every one, we're gonna run over the time for you guys to get over to your next interview. So yeah, I got twenty two minutes with you for at least for me. So we can talk for 22 minutes. Well, we, well, we'll get, we'll give it a little bit, maybe a little bit less that to make sure you guys get over to your next one. But the other ones, I think you also said that when it came to garden of clouds, that was another one that you added to it. And when it came down to, because I'll even go into just a little bit, when it came to Kiranata, the titular track, 
I kind of looked at you continuing just to kind of like deconstruct these certain things that really pulled out this uh, fake you in a way that is not really the true you with Kieran, I taking a look at the toll that love can take on your inner self. If that love isn't properly helping you foster who you truly are. And along with that other person as well, it kind of makes you like more damaged, let down and kind of changes you in a way to not really be who you truly are. Then go to inhabitant. And this kind of takes a look at how, in my opinion, how complacency and simplicity let you slip into something that you're not and how it can really destroy you mentally. Because if you kind of take the easy way out on everything, then you're not going to be fighting for who you truly are. And it's just going to just kind of fall to the wayside. But now going in a garden of clouds, this one was a little, this, this again, it's all dependent upon the intro with how this one works. Because when I took a look at it, it kind of, I kind of relate to more of like constantly daydreaming. It's where you're constantly thinking of this daydreaming state where when you daydream, you are the person that you really are inside. You're the person yeah. you really want to be. And how a lot of times we can try and live in that because that's where we feel comfort. That's where we want to be. But the problem with that is that is not reality. So this is kind of just helping us kind of take a stop, like stop, take a step back. And we can realize that we can also understand this through kind of more like of a blissful action, kind of like taking a real more of realization of this by realizing that we can bring out this daydream self that we have ourselves and make it the reality of who we really are. And starting out with the intro, with this deeper building, well, again, it sounded like electronic sound, but it might be Johnny really creating a lot more layering on his guitars. Sound, it really makes you like a heavier type of storm is coming. It kind of puts you in this dream state kind of reality that it doesn't really provide much comfort. Like the dreaming that you're doing is going to set you back in a way. Some if you're constantly in that dream state and that daydream state where you're constantly not present, the real you is never going to be the person you are presently. Yeah, it, it sucks because I'll be honest, I never even thought of a garden of clouds from that perspective. Um, it truly and it sucks because did I go in writing this thing, which you just said? No, but I think I did subconsciously now that I hear someone else say it out loud. When we sat down with Garden of Clouds, I literally said to myself, I was like, bro, I just want to be happy. I was like, I just want us to make a song. Not saying that songs don't make me happy that we play, but most of the songs that we play come from something dark or something that I need to get out of me and this is me trying to cope with it and I think that's from all the band but I was like man it would be cool to play something that would just put a smile across my face other than star starfall so when I went into this I was like man I'm gonna attempt for the first time ever to talk about a lot of things that make me happy while still battling myself during that because I didn't want that but it, it's who I am. So it just happened anyway. Like, I feel like for the most part of the song, it's really, really happy. And then I don't think it gets sad or negative, but it gets serious with the lyrics after a certain point, because there's still so much that needs to be said, even in when you're trying to figure out your own happiness. And I realize that now. And I realize that while writing the song and recording it, Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of things you have to realize. And I, it does have a lot more positivity because when you're constantly, for me, when you're constantly in that daydream kind of a state, you're not yeah. going to really think about, you know, negative. It's, you're going to be like a movie in your head and you're always the protagonist and you're always going to be the one that comes out on top. You're always going to be the one that wins. You're always going to be the one that gets the girl, everything about it. You're always going to be James Bond in your own head. But it kind of also like, I love the fact where it goes so heavy and it kind of puts you in that state where this isn't necessarily fully right because 
this is all just stuck in your head. And the reality of the situation is who you want to be in here and who you are out here are not syncing up. They're not matching up. And why live life being on this outside, not being who you truly are and leaving the person that you really want to be on the inside trapped in here? No, 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 no. That's no way to go through life because by the time you get hit like 75, 80 years old and you think about this, you're going to realize that you kind of spent most of your days daydreaming. You never really let that true self of yours experience life. Yeah, it's crazy, man, because the only downside to us doing this album and us getting signed with this album and it being the one that's coming out, it has trapped me in my own head so much. And you would think that it would have it would have done that during the writing process. But it's funny because everything I wrote about was experiences I experienced at the time. But it seems like everything I wrote about in Kiranata, I'm experiencing literally right now, which is weird because A Cure for Wellness was written um, back in 2016. Lux Nova was written back in 2016, but they didn't become the versions of what they are today until like 2019. So it's crazy to know that Pure Fury and Wonder, which I want to say that one was written maybe 20, early 2017. Pure, Pure Fury and Wonder is everything that I experience currently daily, um, which is funny because I didn't feel that way when the song first came out, but I do now. But at this point, it's like what kind of these, these songs set out to do to sh kind of show people and kind of make them realize is giving you that same exact thing at this exact same moment right now. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like mentally you're going, you potentially could be going through this. And the incredible part about it is, is for you specifically, Trey, when you're thinking about, you know, some of these things was trying to like, let this like real true inner self of you really just out and just be the person that you want to be and let this kind of like potential, like, you know, ideal manifest itself that a lot of other people had their hands in creating that you really just weren't fully in on that is on the outside kind of breaking that away it's you're also hearing your voice say at the exact same time as well. So it's like, if you're listening to these and you're experiencing these, it's kind of like your voice is your true inner voice trying to be like, Hey, I'm here. Bring me the fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Music is just such a trip sometimes. Oh, it absolutely is. And then even continuing through this, cause then if, we already talked about hollow presence as well, but then you end up going to hello drifter and to, the mountain between us and the reason I want to put kind of couple those songs together specifically is because of how they, in my opinion, how they sort of interact with each other in a to way. Be fair, to be fair, the mountain between us is hello drifter part two. Holy shit. That I was totally yeah. right on this one. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, if you caught the lyrics, I don't know if anyone else is going to catch it. There's literally right before the final chorus. I say the lyrics, hello drifter. Goodbye. So long. It's literally like, it's my way of putting everything that happened with Hello Drifter behind me or saying goodbye to it. But Dude. it's weird because Hollow Presence, if I could put Hollow Presence in between the two of them, I would have. But I'm like, man, it's part two. And I want everyone to realize that it's part two. So I just chose to do Hollow Presence, Hello Drifter the mountain between us not gonna lie when i looked at the mountain between us and i saw the hello drift apart and then i'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute is either are these the because I, I read the lyrics first before i jumped this song when i was trying to figure out the meaning i also listened to the song at the same time because the instrumentals and the vocals really help to manifest that meaning a lot better because now you're able to visualize it hear it you're able to feel it a lot more 
but I just read through the vo- I read through the lyrics at first. I'm like, wait, is did they kind of like flip these on me or what's going on here? <laughs> but now I'm just like, wait a minute, they completely flipped this on me. I'm like, it has to be a part two because looking at Hello Drifter specifically, I believe this kind of like was the start of that transition where all of a sudden, especially when the intro starts out, that more ominous guitar sound makes it feel like you're on this lonely road in the little, middle of nowhere. Maybe in Iowa, maybe when you have to crap pants. I'm not entirely sure on that one. But it puts you in the headspace of the title song so well because it's kind of like you've seen two people cross paths in like the middle of the night on a on like a lonely road. But it's it, the two people are both you. It's the fake you and the real you that are coming together. And then as the song kind of comes along, it's you're starting to really see that the person you want to be is the person that you want to be. And the person on the other end who is a fake you is you someone you no longer recognize. So that it's kind of this temporal junction point, this crossroads, this moment of change. Then you get to the mountain between us. And this is to further expand on that where it kind of takes those old manipulated feelings that we had for the fake us, but also uses the real us to kind of say, okay, we're not letting this happen anymore. And it's kind of like the the real you kind of just like puts the old you in a stranglehold and beats it the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like okay how do we make sure this doesn't happen because this thing's beat down it's kind of like you start building walls up against this old you to make sure that this thing doesn't come out ever again and that the real you is the thing that really is being shown yeah man i i think i well, i can only hope i'm hoping that the fans absolutely love that song because there's so many i think it's personally i think it's some of the best lyrics i've ever written and i think there are a lot of parts that are that you can like hang on to and make your own like how the end of the song has the chuggy part and it ends with i no longer believe in you you can take that and look at that however you want to um basically i'm not sure what i really wrote that about at that time but currently it's basically anyone you've ever believed in to kind of i guess like hold you down uh when it turns out in reality that they really weren't there for you that the way that you thought that they were it's kind of what I'm saying during that last bit. Um, truly, the mountain between us is about letting go of all that weight and all that negativity, um, even at your worst, and still being able to realize that, damn, man, I, I really just got to let this go. And what will be will be when I do. And then the thing that will be when you do is it's going to be the thing that you want to be, it's be the person you want to be. And then building it up at the end kind of with those heavier chuggier kind of style as well i mean to me it kind of felt like okay you're starting to really build up this protection against the problems that you've had beforehand where other people are going to end up influencing you maybe family members maybe friends society is going to end up influencing you into doing something that you don't want to be and now you're really building up against it and the mountain students kind of creates that space as well it's that ending is the building but what I said at the beginning is like when I got to the end of this, like I like it really felt like an emotional ride with Lux Nova kind of feeling like the real you is back, but it's just the battle is over. The war to make sure yeah. that the real you is continually being the real you that's out there is still going to be going on. But at least the real you is the one that is fighting to stay whole. So it's like stay up. It's not going to be the one that's fighting to get up. By the way, Lux Nova is my favorite track on the entire record. At first, it really, I was like, okay, you know, this might be like, is this going to be a fair check? I don't know. But there was a specific instance that really, really hit me. And it was right towards the end of the song because the bridge kind of takes a softer intro into account, really brings it back kind of in an odd way towards the rest of the song. Because right then after the break, 
we get this like bursting drums, but it's how high and distorted the guitar tone really works on this kind of is the entire tell all and really the exhaustive reality of everything that we have just gone through on this whole entire album. And the reason is because like I listen, I got kind of emotional just at this point because it perfectly kind of ends this current journey that we went on to really make sure that we look within ourselves to really feel like our real selves need to be the people that are being shown on the outside to everybody else because that's what's going to be the happiness that really comes from our core while also still showing that the fight overall isn't over. It's like, again, we won the battle. We're, we're still fighting the war, but the journey to really bring the true self out in us is completed. It really felt like that. And I did get a little bit choked up while listening to that part specifically just through the instrumentals, because it felt like the culmination of this whole entire album was had, and it was had right towards the end of the whole entire thing. So that's when I say you have to listen to this one from top to bottom because when you get to that moment, it hits with such an incredible impact. You do not want to miss out on that. Man, I I, th- I really appreciate that. Like Lux Nova is truly the the musical embodiment of I feel like everything that I am as a musician and a person. Um What's so crazy to me, it's it's one of the only songs on the album that doesn't have like a, a standard breakdown. It just has a heavy section that we made into a breakdown. And it's one of the things that I love the most about it because oddly enough, I feel like vocally, my screams are the heaviest on that song. Just everything that's happening in the background is extremely pretty. Um, but I do that so the listener understands that this is like, a very serious like thing that they're experiencing. Like it, it's it's hard to almost explain sometimes when it comes to this particular song because the song is actually about a lot um, that I unfortunately don't have time <laughs> to express at all. But just know it's not like anything super deep or like Flaros or Pure Fury or Hello Drifter. I would explain that if it was, but it was more so about finding inner peace, being happy, um, when touring, you have someone to come home to, whether it be your best friends. Um, a lot of the verses I wrote in the likeness of my ex-girlfriend, because coming home to her from touring, when you leave with all of this like mental instability and you still have to fight through that while still playing shows, even if they're like super garbage or not what you thought they would be, you find solace coming home to all the things that you love, whether that be a person, whether that be you coming back home with better versions of yourself, which sometimes that happened. And that's a blessing to be able to do that. But uh, yeah, that's what Luxembourg is about. It's just, it's just, just beautiful. Honestly, man, that was, I mean, it just takes so much into it. And because I know you guys got to get to your next interview, I will say this. When it came to me kind of just trying to sum up this album in maybe a couple sentences, paragraph, whatever it might be, I'm going to read exactly what I wrote about Kiranata. I just wrote, holy fuck, was that a ride to go on? The metalcore, this metalcore album was heavy, but had some pace changes per song at the right time. So he's deliver on the themes of realizing how the person you are might not be truly you and could have been easily manipulated by others. But then it takes that notion, amps up the inner you to take down the old you and completely bury it. Only for the realization that you have to keep the fight going in order to make sure your true self is the one that's available. The final part of the last song with Lux Nova is so well done to portray that. 
I got a little emotional at the end. Oh, God, what a song overall, but what an album. Holy shit. When it comes to metalcore in 2021, I've seen and heard so many incredible albums. It feels like the genre is like super duper back to like where was it its promise in terms of quality. And Kiranata absolutely deserved its place up on that mantle as well with so many other games that we've heard. I mean, like if you're going to give me, an, if you're going to ask me for like an overall rating in terms of like out of 10, I mean, I don't know, like eight and a half, nine might be a very safe estimate. You could probably go higher than that if you really wanted to. Would it, will this album potentially be on my top 10 album of the year list? Um, right now it is. And if it's going to stick it that way, it definitely will be there at the end of the year. So Kiranata, August 13th, make sure you listen to it from top to bottom. Thank you so much, man. I, Thank I you, bro. Having a great time, bro. I, I appreciate you having you guys on here. And just because I know you got to get to your next one, I'm going to end this podcast with three things. So first things first, everyone that is listening, watching YouTube, whatever it might be, you're going to want to stay in the Noah Spirit Breaker. You're going to want to end up streaming Kiranata when it comes out from top. Um, you're going to want to buy them. You're going to want to check out merch. Find everything you can on to make sure you're following them so, see, so you can see them live, buy their stuff, whatever it might be. So instead of having to search all this stuff up online and like going like Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff, you know what? I'm going to take care of that all for you. So look in the description of the podcast, say find Spirit Breaker online. I'm going to have labels, links. It's going to be a one-click, one-stop shop. You can go like their stuff, share their stuff, follow their stuff, stream it, buy it, listen to it, whatever it might be. I'm going to have you guys taken care of. Now, number two, and Aaron knows about this from his one with Sleep Waker and it's going to be the exact same thing, guys. So the promise that I'm going to make to you is this. When? This is a when because I need to see you guys play live. When I guess you guys perform live for the first time, both Alex, Trey, my promise to you is first round's on me. Hey, I appreciate that, bro. Um, I'll say, and you Alex can ask Aaron. I pay up. When I do. You well, can then, take mine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just, I'm fine. I'll just drink. Get him an apple juice. Apple juice is cool. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. So on that Thank note, you, guys, you're welcome. And on that note, I cannot end this podcast. I'll go consciously by because I'd love to be able to talk to you again sometime in the future on the podcast. I cannot wait to see you guys perform live. And I cannot wait to see what people say about Kiranata when it comes out. So on this note, I can't end with goodbye. It's too final. We're going to end with this. See you later. <laughs> see you later, man. Have a good one. You too, guys. You too. Take care, bro. Talk Take to you soon. Take care, man. Well, folks, this has been your review with Alex and Triff, the band Spearbreaker. Remember, Kiranata comes out on August 13th. So you're going to want to take a look at the description of the podcast, whether on YouTube, Tell Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, in order to find their socials, like, subscribe, watch YouTube videos, stream their new album when it comes out, Kiranata, August 13th, and buy some merch, whatever it might be, to support these guys. Because if you really want to get this album, you have to listen to it from top to bottom, T2B. And the reason for that is because I mean, you just heard us go through this whole entire thing with how emotional it really can be when you really are in that headspace to really understand bringing out the real you. So there is a lot here and you do not want to miss out because when it comes to metalcore being just on top of its game, these guys just take this and continue to run with it. It is absolutely incredible. I want to thank Alex and Trey for being on the podcast. Remember to follow anything with MSOTD Rocks and the Corporate Rush Podcast. Follow the podcast iHeartRadio for the uh, audio streams. YouTube for the video of the podcast along with other YouTube videos we have. And Mr. T-Rocks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Link description below for everything. Thank you for sponsor Phoenix Fitness. So please like, share, subscribe, tell the podcast about it, you know, to people. 
And then, oh, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Rocks, Rock, and I'll thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.